I want to talk to you guys about the difference between mold allergies and mold toxicity. And this difference makes all the difference in the world. It's extremely important to understanding mold illness and recovery and why extreme mold avoidance is necessary. So if we back up about 10 or 20 years in most of our lives, something different happened to us than our neighbors or our friends. And basically, the body stopped being able to detox mold. At some point when we were a kid or when we started to get sick, um, it's not exactly known why. It could be a combination of genetics and being exposed to the very worst types of mold, maybe some co-infections. It doesn't really matter for this discussion, but our bodies no longer were able to detox mold. And our body said, well, this is a problem. We better start putting the mold in storage. And the body started building up mold inside of our tissues. And this was actually kind of a smart move of the body because the body assumed that we were not dumb loser humans who would stay in mold for the rest of our lives. The body said, well, you know, one day Brian is going to get out of mold and then we'll be able to detox. So for now, we're just going to store it so it's not in active circulation. Well, fast forward 10, 20, 30 years, and guess what? Brian still didn't get out of mold. Why? Because we live in, as Eric calls it, civil devastation. It's the combination of civilization and devastation. Civil devastation where there's so much toxicity that causes so much bad mold, both in our houses and outdoors, that we never did get out of mold like our body was hoping. And this leads us to accumulate massive amounts of mold in our bodies. And that's why mold toxicity is different than a mold allergy. A mold allergy or a dog allergy or a cat allergy or a pollen allergy is when there's an irritant that you're allergic to. And it doesn't really build up inside the, the body. When, when it's springtime and it's pine pollen season and you sneeze because there's pine pollen, Sure, it can even be dangerous. You might have so much pine pollen that you go into anaphylactic shock. I'm not saying that's not a problem, but it doesn't really build up inside the body. So mold toxicity is when over the course of 20 years, you are like a ship on the ocean that had a slight navigation change compared to your neighbors or your friends. And after 20 years, you have 10,000 times or 20,000 times the amount of mold stored up in your tissues. Nobody can see it, but if somebody held a Geiger counter next to your body that measured mold, you would be off the charts and your neighbor wouldn't. And as this happened, there are some downstream effects from this. Um, all of that mold inside your body has done some really, really nasty things to you. It has caused your immune system to drop and infections to flourish. That's why people aren't getting over quote-unquote chronic Lyme disease because healthy people can get Borrelia and get over it or be asymptomatic, but people with all this mold toxicity can't. Um, there's, I could name 10 different things that all this mold is doing, but one of the most important things it's doing is it shuts down detox for not just mold but for heavy metals which is why a lot of people who have mold illness notice that they also have heavy metal toxicity. And there's just tons of downstream effects from this 
mold toxicity, mold building up in the body, which is very different than a mold allergy. And this is why some people can't understand why we do extreme mold avoidance because nobody does extreme cat avoidance or extreme pollen avoidance. Now, sure, people who are allergic to cats may try to avoid cats and they may even wash their clothes if they've been around a cat, but nobody avoids cat dander the same way that extreme mold avoiders avoid mold. It's way more extreme. And that brings me to talking about why extreme mold avoidance is necessary. Why can't we just take some binders or go in the sauna to detox mold? Why do we actually have to get out of the mold and get far away from it and get clear of it? Well, it's because mold, once we get to this point where we're 10 or 20 or 30 years down the road from that mold toxicity building up, um, we are in a lot more trouble than we realize. It's kind of like our kryptonite. It, it is keeping the body from turning on detox and, and healing. And it's kind of like if you think about, think about somebody who um, got third degree burns from being in a burning building and the doctor wants to mend the wounds and, and heal them and put aloe vera cream on and give them medicine while they're still in the burning building. <laughs> That's insane, right? What if a doctor told you you were in your house and the house was on fire and he said, oh, don't worry, we'll treat your burns while you're still in the house. That fire, those flames, they really won't be that big of a deal. That's how we need to start thinking about these people who are 10, 20, 30 years into mold illness. Mold has done a lot more damage than you can imagine. It's like a flame. It's like sitting on a fire, burning yourself, because this stuff is a lot more damaging. And this sort of brings me to why I'm so annoyed with the alternative health community right now, because in alternative medicine, everybody picks their favorite thing. Oh, I think that we should detox with a sauna. Oh, I think we should do essential oils. Oh, I think we should do um, brain retraining or meditation. And nobody objectively understands that there are certain things that are objectively 10,000 times more important than other things. Yes, it's good to drink good water and eat organic and you know, get your hour of sun per day. None of that's bad. But we're missing the objective reality that for some people, mold exposure is 10,000 times more important than other things, 10,000 times. And when you get clear of the mold and start healing from the mold, all of the problems just go away. Not every problem. You're not going to be perfect health. You know, you're not going to be, there's nothing perfect since the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, right? It's still not a perfect world, but you're going to be 10,000 times better off. That brings me to one final point, and that is that there is a very specific biological switch, which Eric Johnson discovered and has been validated by many people since then, that is also very important but very little known, and that is that the body will not turn that detox back on until you are adequately clear of mold. Mold in the environment, meaning mold in the air, mold on your sheets, mold on your clothing, mold in your car, whatever. Um, it's a signal to the body to say, uh-oh, don't detox here. It's not a safe place. And so part of the goal of mold avoidance is to get to what we call a quote-unquote safe place. Now, of course, nobody can be in a safe place all the time because we live in civilization, but if we can get in a safe place often enough, and especially when we sleep, because that's where detox happens, you can reverse this lack of detox. And 
Eric also discovered that the sicker someone is, the more clear they need to be, which is sort of where we came up with the phrase tent in, in a desert. You know, Eric has once said that some people are so sick that they can't turn detox on unless they are living in a tent in the desert, you know, and it's quite literal. Some people literally need a tent in the desert to get that detox kicked back on. Now, the goal as healing progresses is to get healthy enough that detox will occur in progressively worse locations so that people can live in normal civilization more and more. Um, If your body is more healed, you can turn that detox switch on without being in a tent in the desert. But oftentimes it requires being in a tent in the desert in the beginning. One of my mentors told me that getting clearer, getting as clear as possible on the front end of mold avoidance makes everything easier on the back end and on the back of the healing. And I completely agree with that. It's getting that detox switch turned on on the front end of mold avoidance that is really, really critical. And I can't emphasize enough how hard that can be. Now, it isn't always hard. You may be lucky. You may live in a community where the air is good and there's not these outdoor super toxins that we talk about. And maybe you can move a block away or up the street. Um, But it can't just because you think you've done it doesn't mean that you have. You have to go through the process of getting clear enough, getting unmasked. The term unmasked means that you've spent enough time away from mold that your body can now recognize when you're being exposed. And then when you get unmasked, it sort of allows you to determine without any testing or any um, you know, environmental mold tests or lab tests, you can determine when you're clear enough that the detox switch is back on. And so it's important to go through that process of doing a mold sabbatical. I have another podcast on what a mold sabbatical is. And you go through these steps and this kickstarts the process of um, healing. But, but that's, this is such an important topic, the difference between mold allergy and mold toxicity. Now you can see that they're totally different things. They shouldn't even be discussed at the same time. It's so easy to just say, oh, I have a mold allergy. But people with this illness, we believe, do not have a mold allergy. They have 10,000 times the amount of mold detox dysfunction than someone who doesn't suffer from this. And that's why they may require 10,000 times more uh, level of being clear of mold. And that's why this condition can be so hard to understand. Doctors, friends, family will say, what do you mean you have to be that clear of mold? Like, what do you mean you have to slip sleep in the back of a metal pickup truck? What do you mean you can't be around anything that's even a little bit moldy? It's, it's kind of like fire. You can't get a little bit burned by fire. It's kind of like a shark attacking you. You can't get a little bit attacked by a shark. If you look at the news and you see people who have been attacked by great white sharks, you see pictures of you know 600 stitches and people having a bite taken out of their abdomen. You know, neighbors, friends, doctors, they don't understand that for people who have this illness and that are sick with this, there's no almost pregnant, right? Think about that. There's no, I'm a little bit pregnant. I'm kind of pregnant. It doesn't work that way. By definition, people who have gotten to the point where they react to mold, um, it's like being burned by a burning building or a shark bite. There's no middle ground. And Sure, some people may discover this early enough in their illness that they don't need to be 
as clear as mold to turn of, of mold to turn that detox switch on. Great. If you're one of those people, be thankful that you caught it early enough that you don't need a tent in the desert in order to turn the detox on. I literally needed a tent in the desert. In fact, I just wrote a post about this in our group um, about how I tried doing mold avoidance, quote unquote, my way for a, a whole year. And I didn't get clear enough to really switch that detox switch on. And I even had to move to a different region. Um, and, and, you know, this is controversial. Oh, or can whole regions be bad? Well, people have talked about how regions can be bad and the pristine places in our world are, are decreasing. And there's fewer and fewer places where a tent in the desert will even work. But when I finally found the right desert... And I don't mean a literal tent in the desert. I was in an RV that wasn't moldy. And the outdoor air was the main thing that was the most important. But I was sleeping in that RV with the windows wide open and a 50-degree February pristine breeze blowing, blowing through. Something changed in my body and a switch got flipped. And I had so much detox coming out of me. Not because I was in a moldy RV or because I was in a moldy building. It was coming out of me my person, my tissues. It was coming out of me. Actual so much mold coming out of me that I felt like I needed to take a shower every 10 minutes. It, it wasn't, you, I couldn't shower enough. It was, it was like a waterfall. And the word waterfall of toxins coming out has been used a lot to describe this phenomenon. Um, and people might say, well, who cares about getting all that mold out? Maybe it really wasn't hurting you that bad. Well, interestingly enough, when this occurred, it was the turning point in me starting to say month after month, week after week, year after year, wow, I'm getting better and not worse in chronic illness. My co- Lyme disease co-infections no longer need treatment to stay under control. Um, all of these debilitating bedridden health problems that I've had um, are no longer affecting me. Every week, day, month, year, is better than the last one. And those of us who have had chronic illness know that that's really kind of a miracle because many people just don't get better and they just get worse. Um, Or they barely hang on by a thread. I no longer feel like I'm barely hanging on by a thread. Um, I spent many years feeling like I was barely hanging on, on by a thread. Now, I feel like the setbacks or the problems or whatever are just sort of a minor annoyance. And I know easily... Um, that I'm going in the right direction. So thanks for listening. This podcast did get into a few things that are beyond just a basic description of allergy versus toxicity, but I hope you come away with a clear idea of how important this distinction is. And just a little bit of a disclaimer, um, I am a journalist and an author. I am not a doctor. So this podcast is for informational purposes only. It's not intended as medical advice. If you have a medical problem, please consult a doctor. Thanks.